uh, this is domain query, uh, problem without a solution. This is a response to a long-time reader in front of the blog, John C911, who asked a question related to my post, The Burning of Creation, uh, in which, of course, he and uh, another commenter were giving me a lot of shit about how I can't answer questions in a couple of sentences. Uh, I did answer this one uh, briefly, uh, but there's a follow-up which deserves some expansion. So his question was, um, number one, if the U.S. President and or the American Congress can ask for your advice on how to solve race relations, what would your solution be? And uh, number two, if race relations cannot be fixed peacefully or if the solution will be too difficult and require too many long-term fixes that the President or the Congress could not achieve, what are some temporary, time frame of temporary being four to eight years in the future, uh, fixes that you would come up with? Well. I answered the first question in two sentences. I said his most illustrious, noble, august, benevolent, and legendary celestial majesty, the god emperor of mankind, Donaldus Triumphus Magnus Astra, the first of his name, may the Lord bless him and preserve him, I would tell him, uh, Mr. President, there is no way to solve race relations in your country, so stop trying. Black Americans want a fundamentally different country from white Americans, so you might as well let them have it and separate from you peacefully. Look, that's the only solution available. All right, it's there's simply no other way to do it. Uh, the those of you who think otherwise would be well advised to read a classic uh, essay by uh, kind of neocon, admittedly, Norman Podhoretz, um, Jew and uh, well-known figure on the right uh, for many many years. He wrote it all the way back in I think 1990, and he was talking about how. Uh, he grew up with blacks in his neighborhood and how no matter how much money was thrown at them, no matter how much effort was made to desegregate and to create a peaceful society in which blacks and whites and Jews and Hispanics and Asians and uh, everyone else could live together in a so-called melting pot, didn't work. It didn't work because blacks themselves weren't interested in letting it work. It didn't work because there was no way to um, to deal with the fundamental differences, irreducible, ineradicable differences between blacks and whites and Jews and everyone else. Uh, it didn't work because these differences can't be eliminated, no matter how much money you throw at it, no matter how much you try. I referenced this in my podcast uh, from Sunday. I pointed out that uh, no matter what you do, the average IQ of black Americans remains about 85, while the average IQ of white Americans remains about 100. You can't get over this. Um, and to, to illustrate just how big a difference, of, difference that makes, uh, I go back to a post that I wrote you know, back in 2016. September 20th, 2016, I wrote a post called Black Lives Matter, uh, which I referenced in the podcast as well. And I pointed out that uh, if you look at um, the percentage of people who would be over genius level, which is over 130 or 135 IQ, depending on how you measure it, but let's take 130 as the lower bound. Uh, white Americans who actually have uh, a, a um, an average IQ of actually about 103, not 100, 
The general population is about 100. Uh, the general population, in the general population, you would have about 2.275% geniuses. Okay, people with 130 plus IQ. For white Americans, is about 3.593%. Again, if you take the 103 mean IQ for whites and uh, 15 IQ points as the standard deviation. For black Americans, 0.135%. Okay? 0.135% of blacks qualify as geniuses. Again, this isn't racist. This isn't uh, putting blacks down. This is just hard mathematical reality. If you have a problem with this, take it up with Carl Friedrich Gauss, who came up with the normal distribution. Uh, this is where it comes from. This is where the mathematics come from. If you don't like it, I can't help you. Um, what does that imply for society as a whole? I am not a fervent believer in the uh, human biodiversity uh, line of thought. I do not believe that IQ means everything, because there are plenty of data points that contradict the narrative that uh, IQ is the predominant predominant factor that determines success in life, because it's not. Um, but it certainly is a factor. IQ is cognitive capacity. And it's one of the many factors that uh, underlies the utter dysfunction of black society today. If you look at what black society has done to itself, you cannot possibly blame this on white people. It's not possible to blame it on white people. As much as blacks want to blame it on white people, it's not possible. Black people have had every possible leg up given to them by a guilt-ridden white society. And it hasn't worked. Blacks are not socioeconomically equal to whites. Blacks do not achieve the same levels of income as whites. Blacks do not have uh, anything like the same life outcomes as whites. Black families are utterly dysfunctional. Something approaching 80% of all black children are born out of wedlock. The single most powerful determinant of a child's future success in life is not IQ. It's not. The single most powerful determinant, the single most important factor, is the presence of a stable nuclear family, meaning a father and a mother in the household, biological parents. In the household with the child, okay? The biological father and the biological mother, as a family unit, raising children. That is the most important factor. Blacks don't have it. The rate of out of uh, wedlock black births is astounding. The rate of black abortions is sickening. The uh, rate of black promiscuity, particularly among men, is eye watering. And yet, blacks are given every possible opportunity in life by the government, by corporations, by you name it, by every power that exists, to do better, to, to you know, push themselves up, up the socioeconomic ladder. And it hasn't worked. Now, why is that? Um, why is it that Asian Americans, uh, who hail from Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Indian backgrounds, Singaporean backgrounds, are so much more successful. I mean, why is it that Asian Americans are in the top uh, 10% on average of all um, US incomes? Why is it that Asian Americans are disproportionately successful and wealthy despite being actively discriminated against at places at the elite institutions in the country? I mean, Harvard is in the middle, as a, I, they may have lost the lawsuit actually, 
Uh, I know that Stanford and Harvard and a couple of other uh, elite colleges and universities are embroiled in a major lawsuit uh, with Asian Americans and Jews who contend that they are now being discriminated against by the affirmative action policies taken by these places. Um, again, I, I haven't kept track of those cases, but that's the situation. Why is it that those races are more successful and blacks are so much less successful? The, f the, the, the answer comes down to the fact that black America is fundamentally different from white America. And you can't solve this. It's not going to happen. Okay. Now, um, the, that does not mean that American politicians have not stopped trying. They've thrown trillions upon trillions of dollars at the problem, and it simply hasn't worked. All that it's done is create cities that are less safe, uh, less prosperous, less free, less happy, and less united. Um, and all that it's all that desegregation appears to have achieved is resegregation along racial lines, but of a voluntary type. And if you don't believe me, go to uh, some of the most liberal cities in America, or actually some of the most liberal cities anywhere. I mean. If you don't believe that forced desegregation doesn't really work, or at least doesn't achieve the blending outcome that, that people will say they want, just go visit some of the cities around the world where desegregation has been uh, forcibly removed. Now, I'm not saying I'm in favor of forced segregation, because I'm not at all. I've said this before. Forced segregation is stupid. All I'm saying is that segregation of some kind is going to happen whether you like it or not. Because the reality is that every race of people trusts people like themselves. Whites are some of the weirdest people anywhere on earth because for some reason, and I don't know why, I don't understand why this is the case, whites tend to be much more trusting than other races of other races. I don't know why this is. I don't get it. But it's the truth. It's, this is 35 years worth of experience on this earth speaking right now. The least racist people I've ever met are always white people. And it's one of the it's one of the best things about them. I, I really like and respect that about whites. But white people, for some reason, don't distrust other races to the degree that other races distrust them. If you go to Manhattan or Los Angeles or Austin or Seattle or Portland or, hey, Detroit, for example, what will you see? Well, you're going to see entire neighborhoods which are uh, almost entirely one race. Okay, I used to live in Jersey City in the United States. Uh, I lived there for seven years. And while I was there, I was living in downtown Jersey City, which is a really nice area. Now, you would think that downtown Jersey City, which is the most diverse town in America, and that's, they, they proudly proclaim this, you would think that downtown would be incredibly diverse, but actually it's not. Most of the apartment complexes and most of the housing units are taken up by three types of people. Whites, Indians, Chinese. That's it. The Latinos and the Blacks live in the Heights, which are you know, some distance up the road, and they're not that far away. I mean, you could walk there if you were so inclined. All of a sudden, within a couple of city blocks, it's like you've entered a completely different reality. I mean, once you go past the old uh, the old mill, which is uh, the Jersey City Mill, which is now basically under renovation, being turned, maybe it may have been completed by now. 
has been turned into a bunch of loft apartments, very expensive ones, in fact. And you go back you know, farther a bit, you'll get to the heights pretty quickly. And uh, that's not a nice area at all. That's where the houses are a lot cheaper. That's because those are, are much higher crime neighborhoods, uh, much less civic-minded, much less clean, much less nice to live in. Who lives there? Well, primarily blacks and Hispanics. Um, that's the reality of race in America. People self-segregate. If you spend time in Manhattan and you go above what you might call the 125th parallel, which is basically 125th Street on the west side, or on the Upper East Side, it would be more like, uh, not 96th Street, uh, is it? 96th or 110th? Uh, I forget exactly, but no, it's, it's 96th Street. Once you go above 96th Street uh, on the Upper East Side, you're basically looking at uh, Little Harlem, right? It's, you're entering a completely different world. South of 96th Street, Yorktown. North of 96th Street, Little Harlem. And it's like that one stretch of road, you know, right across the road, it's a completely different environment, completely different world. It's very, very strange if, you, if you've never seen it before, but it's literally like being at the border between two different countries. Like, imagine being at the border between uh, Dominican Republic and Haiti. Uh, Haiti is a shithole country. The Dominican Republic has actual greenery and, you know, beauty to it that, that is actually nice to look at. You cross the border from one to the other, and it's like you're, you're in a totally different place. That's what it's like. So you're not going to solve race relations in the U.S. Can't be done. Um, as for the second question, can can they uh, if if race relations cannot be fixed peacefully, well they can't be, um, except by giving blacks their own country. Like literally, just you know, say to them, okay, here's an entire part of the U.S.A. where you can create your own black nation. Because that's what you said you wanted all along. You wanted to live under your own rules, your freedoms, your way of life. This is what you said all along. Okay, go. Here it is. This is your land now. You know, we've, we've given it over to you. This is your area. Live as you please. Build what you want. Do what you feel like. Will that work? No. I mean, I doubt it. And the reason I doubt it is because I know something about black Africa. Uh, if you look at sub-Saharan Africa, and I'm not... Sub-Saharan Africa is one order of magnitude worse than black America. Why? Because sub-Saharan Africans have an average IQ of 70, not 85. That's another standard deviation to the left of the bell curve. Um, sub-Saharan Africa has serious problems, and none of the attempts of outsiders to fix those problems have ever worked. Uh, it is well named the white man's burden to try to fix these problems, and it's never happened. If you read the poem, uh, The White Man's Burden, it's a, it's, it's a very, very badly misinterpreted, misunderstood poem. Uh, but there is one particular uh, verse, which I will repeat here. Take up the white man's burden, the savage wars of peace. Fill full the mouth of famine, and bid the sickness cease. And when your goal is nearest, the end for others sought, watch sloth and heathen folly bring all your hopes to naught. There's another stanza, I think it's the one before this one, which goes, Take up the white man's burden, no iron rule of kings, 
but toil of surf and sweeper, the tale of common things. The ports ye shall not enter, the roads ye shall not tread. Go make them with your living, and mark them with your dead. That's a perfect illustration of what it's like. You spend all this time and effort building things for other races, and it doesn't work. In the end, it just doesn't work. That's exactly what will happen. Um, why am I so pessimistic about black people? Look, I would like to be optimistic about them. I would like to say that they will succeed on their own. And I wish them well. I genuinely do. I want them to, to be happy and successful. But I'm just a realist. I've seen black failure too many times in my life to uh, think that they will be able to succeed on, on their own. And this idea that whites, by the way, somehow are guilty of white privilege is hilariously stupid. Um, there's a great art, there was a great article on RT.com which explained this very well. By essentially making blacks hold whites responsible for their privilege, blacks unknowingly are now making whites responsible for their salvation too. Which means that it's just making whites responsible for blacks. Again, it's putting blacks in a subservient position to whites. What was the point then of all that civil rights stuff? What was the point of the 14th Amendment? What was the point of, supposedly, the point of the war between the states, which was ostensibly to remove the stain of slavery from the USA? It really wasn't, but ostensibly that's what it was. What was the point of all of that? The answer is it was pointless. If that is the response, then it was all pointless. What are the temporary solutions that we could enact in the next four to eight years? Um, hmm. Well, every solution that I can come up with ends with cutting off the welfare state, uh, destroying the entitlement mentality, wiping out affirmative action, uh, getting rid of preferential treatment for blacks and letting them stand on their own two feet. And every single one of those solutions is politically unpalatable. It's impossible to implement. Uh, I would say that if, if blacks truly want a police-free society, then let them have it in their own cities. Let them have their own vision of utopia in their own cities. If, they, if, 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 if blacks truly want a police-free Detroit, or a police-free Los Angeles. Let them have it. Because you know what's going to happen next is not only will these cities descend into uh, Mogadishu-type anarchy, but by removing the police, you remove any and all barriers to people obtaining weapons to lawfully defend themselves, which means that black and Hispanic-dominated cities like LA will turn into free fire zones very quickly, and which means that whites themselves will be able to defend their own land and property without fear of retaliation by the police, because there are no police. Um, but the downside is you're going to be looking at blood in the streets on a level that is unthinkable. I mean, you think Chicago is bad right now. Imagine Chicago with all the police removed, and that is truly horrifying. I mean, it, it would be, it would be slaughter on a level we've never seen before, and I don't want that. So, 
the answer to the question simply is there is no solution. This is a problem without a solution. Every single solution is bad. The least bad solution seems to be peaceful separation. Okay. It is clear that blacks are not willing to be part of American society. Not really. There are plenty of black people who are, yes, individual well-socialized blacks, to use John Derbyshire's term. Uh, those people, yeah, sure, no problem. I mean, they live, live in peace with their neighbors. We live in peace with them. Hey, great. Come on over. Join us for barbecue. Have a beer with us. Go out to the pub and play little league games. Whatever. Absolutely. Happy to welcome them in. No problems. You know, we're all uh, one big happy community. Uh, we worship at the same church. Okay, fine. Like, it's all good. I don't care about uh, their skin color as long as they're willing to behave in reasonable and civilized ways. As long as they're willing to do that, I don't care. Right? And neither do most people. Neither does anybody listening to this podcast. All the, all, everyone listening to this is going to say, yeah, okay, I mean, if he's Asian or he's Chinese or she's black or uh, that person is Hispanic or whatever. It's like, as long as you're willing to be civic-minded and be part of the general ethos of the community, that's fine. The problems start occurring when you have people who basically behave in very dis-civic ways and uh, make it very clear that they have no intention of being part of your community. And black society as a whole, and again, there are plenty of honorable and decent exceptions, uh, have made it very clear that they have no interest in being part of that society. So, you know, um, all I can say to them is, uh, all I can say to the civic aspect of that community is, go in peace, go your own way, um, form your own nation, that's what you want. Uh, let, let majority white uh, America give it to you. Try to run it. Try to avoid running it into the ground. Uh, if this is what you claim you want, then here it is. And then do with it what you will. But don't expect the rest of the country to bail you out when you inevitably screw it up. So that, I think, is the answer. Um, not a very optimistic one, not a pleasant one, but it's the one that actually makes sense. Uh, and it's the one that actually jives with the facts. This has been Domain Query, a problem without a solution, and I will probably see you uh, in Sunday's podcast.